This is The Sharp Angle. Every day on your favorite podcast player. What's going on? Welcome into The Sharp Angle Podcast. On today's show, we'll uh, do what we do every Friday. Preview some NFL games for the weekend coming up. On today's show, I've got three games for you that I like, and we'll discuss a couple others, but these are my three favorite NFL games this weekend. Game number one, we're going to go Arizona minus four and a half, hosting the Miami Dolphins. Now, this is bouncing all over the place. Uh, market consensus, however, is four and a half, so we'll go ahead and go with the four and a half points. This opened up Cardinals minus six and has dropped down. About a point and a half. And really, when I start looking at this game, the only reason I figure that is, is because of Miami's win last week. What a lot of people are saying is the Dolphins have a good defense who can score, keep teams off the scoreboard. And as long as Tua can just be good enough, that's kind of what I feel like the narrative is. I'm seeing something completely different. I see a Dolphins team that honestly is banged up. They're dealing with some injury concerns at running back, offensive line. And I talked about this earlier in the week. Tua Tunga Viola. And his NFL start looked so different than rookie quarterbacks look in their first games these days. Like I, I talked about Justin Herbert, uh, last year Kyler Murray, Joe Burrow. All these guys are throwing for, you know, like over 300 yards and several touchdowns their first game. Tua last week had 93 total yards. <laughs> and I was probably the highest one on Tua. Like I was, I thought he'd come out, have a good game. I thought Miami would win for different reasons. But look, you can't just get stuck to your opinions doing this. And I think Tua is not ready for what he's going to see from a good, good, fast, athletic Arizona Cardinals defense. Also, you know, I mentioned the the injuries right now for the, the Dolphins. There's a combination of things going on because when they had Ryan Fitzpatrick, I would argue this team was much more projected to make the playoffs. After we, what we saw last week and you add the, uh, the injuries on top of it, things have changed in Miami. And I'd be very surprised if they went on the road and upset the uh, Arizona Cardinals. Speaking of the Cardinals, they are coming off a bye week, extra, to, extra time to get healthy and prepare for this matchup. And you're telling me that from the moment they heard it wasn't Tua, they're changing things up on defense, looking to get more pressure. And I think they do this weekend. And also, I, I think we need to start looking at Cliff Kingsbury. He's young in the NFL. He's using these bye weeks very differently. He talked about that this week in a press conference, said, when you get this week off, it's it, it's it's different than in college. And you want to approach it different ways. And I think he's starting to do that. And I do think that the Cardinals come out and make a statement this weekend. Uh, I, I, again, I was one of the highest people on Tua. I know I'm selling my stock early, but I think there's a good reason for it. We're going Cardinals minus four and a half against the Dolphins. All right, uh, game number two, Las Vegas against the LA Chargers, an AFC West matchup. We are going to take the Las Vegas, uh, almost went Golden Knights there. Las Vegas Raiders at the LA Chargers. Raiders plus one here. And I think this is a simple coaching mismatch. One thing I talked about earlier this week that I truly believe is that Anthony Lynn is the most, well, I don't know, I don't know about overrated because I don't know how many people think he's a good coach, but I think he's the worst coach in the NFL. As a matter of fact, if you look at uh, the LA Chargers, the last four weeks they played. Excuse me there. I had to take this real quick. Okay, so <laughs> sorry about that, everyone. We are back at it. Uh, where was I? Um, oh, Anthony Lynn in the, the Chargers' last four weeks. If you look at the Chargers, the last four weeks of the season, they have had leads of 16 or more 
the last four games and they've blown every single lead. They've also blown more fourth quarter leads the last two years than any other NFL team. What does this tell us? This tells us that they don't know how to hold a lead once they get it. There's certain things you have to do when you're from when you're playing from behind, when it's a close game, when you're ahead. And Anthony Lynn doesn't seem to excel at any of them because the Chargers aren't leading the league in comebacks. It's not like they're good from behind. So I have major reservations about Anthony Lynn, and it's not just that stat. It's everything, the way he handles the players, the coaches he surrounds himself with, the X's and O's late in the game. Anthony Lynn doesn't seem to do much right at all. So I think this is a huge coaching mismatch. You've got John Gruden, who has proven. I had question marks about John Gruden, right? When he was out of the NFL for a decade, comes back in. I mean, how many guys leave an industry and come right back in and are pretty much seamless, well, that's what happened with John Gruden. So you have to give him credit. And he, what he's done this year, finding ways to manufacture wins, i.e. last week in Cleveland, that's impressive. And you have to, you have to start noticing that John Gruden is a very, very uh, good coach. We're not going to call him great quite yet, but he's a very good coach. So I think there's a big coaching mismatch here. If you look at the LA, uh, or excuse me, if you look at Las Vegas's wins and their record, they've got one of the more difficult records in the NFL. And they have very good wins. The Saints... The Bills, the Chiefs, Las Vegas is getting the job done. Again, finding ways to win. And they're doing it all different kinds of ways. Whether Derek Carr has to throw the football. By the way, Derek Carr, fourth in the NFL in quarterback rating. Whether they have to run the football like they did last week or win with special teams and clock management, they can do any of those things. I also think this is a bit of an overreaction to last week's uh, wind game. What a lot of people are saying is, yeah, look at Las Vegas. Look how bad they were last week. Look at all those, uh, the lack of stats. And I think that was simply the wind. And we talked about this on Monday. Wind affects things more than any other weather. And I think that Vegas is going to be able to snap right back into it in sunny uh, Los Angeles this weekend. So I think that's an overreaction to the offense last week. And I understand Justin Herbert is good. He's exceeding expectations. He's playing like a rookie, should be playing in 2020, and to a tongue of Viola's not. But back to Herbert, he can't escape. It's like I feel bad for the kid. He can't get away from Anthony Lynn, and I don't trust the Chargers in this spot. So we'll go uh, Las Vegas Raiders plus one on the road at the LA Chargers. And game number three, I'm going to take New England, minus seven against the Jets. And right now, if you look around, it's seven and a half in a lot of places. But if you can't find seven, you're not shopping around. You're not part of enough outs. And I think this is simple. The the Patriots have gotten no respect this year. (laughs) Get no respect. They're like the Rodney Dangerfields of the NFL this year. Okay. And... Uh, th- this is all different kinds of you know flows of information, whether it's public, uh, whether it's sharp. It doesn't seem like many people are riding the Patriots, but I will trust a prepared Bill Belichick against the New York Jets minus seven, even if it's on the road. Now, what this line is implying is that the uh, New England Patriots are about maybe eight and a half, nine points better than the Jets, and I agree with that. If not, be- if not more. I mean, what we've seen so far from New England. It's acceptable because of who they played, but it's not acceptable if you have Tom Brady and you have high expectations. So it's all about what do you expect the Patriots to be doing? Because just like in life and sports betting, all of your reactions are based on expectation. Think about anything that's going on today. Everything that we get upset about, happy about, we we get mad about, all of it. It's all based on expectation. If things go according to plan, there's usually not too much of an emotional response. And this year, well, things haven't really been going to plan for most people, if you look at New England. But if you ask me, this is exactly the New England Patriots I expected to see. 
And what we've seen so far is mistakes, Cam Newton getting slowly back into the game, Bill Belichick showing that while he's great, it really matters what's more on the field. And I trust the New England Patriots to have a bounce back spot this game against the Jets. I think Cam Newton wants to do better. I think this team overall is still fighting. And the Jets, I mean, they are historically bad. You go back the last 20 years, there's not that many teams who are bad against the spread, at least in in terms of against the spread margin, than the New York Jets have been this season. So for all those reasons, I trust New England a lot more than most people do. And I think the Jets are just a lame duck. And I understand that it's kind of square to say, this team sucks, therefore I'm betting against them. And I like to avoid that as much as possible. But I think we're off to a different uh, different handicap here with the Jets. And I think combined with their historical badness <laughs> and New England bouncing back and being a little bit better than most people think, we will take New England minus seven in this game. So once again, the, the, the games I really like, Arizona minus uh, four and a half against Miami. Uh, let's see here. I'm a little distracted. We got some soccer in the background. What happened here? Mike, I tell you what, if you guys are soccer fans, Mike Dean is about the worst Premier League referee I've seen ever. I mean, this guy's terrible. Good God. I don't even know. He can't even get up and down the 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 pitch anymore. But uh, anyway, uh, L- or, uh, Arizona minus four and a half against Miami. Las Vegas plus one against the LA Chargers. And New England minus seven against the New York Jets. Um, a couple other games that I was looking at just to kind of go over quickly. At first, I like the Seahawks. Seahawks going on the road against the Bills. It opened one and a half. It's right now three, pretty key number. But the only reason I don't love the Seahawks here is it's a big sandwich spot for them. Um, Let me pull up the record. Seattle Seahawks, or their schedule, I mean. Yeah, so last week, 49ers uh, at home, 37-27, they got the win there. And now they have to fly across the country. Something they had done a lot this season is travel. Uh, They have to fly across the country to a Bills team who is not to be taken lightly. I think they're a little overrated, but not to be taken lightly. And then next week, Seattle comes home and plays the LA Rams. Some big-time division games. Um I think this could be a sandwich spot for Seattle combined with the travel. I don't love it, but I certainly lean Seahawks minus three points. I think the Bills are overrated. Uh, The Broncos traveling to the Falcons. If it weren't for a deep dive that I did on these offenses, I would actually like the Broncos here plus four. Now, the Falcons have that good offense, and everyone talks about that. Well, they score points, that good offense. I understand the Falcons can move the football, but I think the Broncos, a little bit of an underrated defense combined with the fact that they have scored a little bit in the second half these last couple of games. Now, when I looked at quarterback rating in the NFL, uh, Drew Locke is second to last, and I don't think he has the consistency to string to string together good game after good game. Now, if they do, I still lean Broncos plus four, but for those reasons, it can't be a, a best bet for me. Also, Ravens and Colts. This game, whole, this game all comes down to what do you think about Lamar Jackson? Can he beat teams in a tough sp- in a tough spot, tough situation? Uh, beat good teams in a tough spot, right? The Ravens are sort of the, the 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 bullies of the teams who aren't very good, and then they get in big time games, i.e., the Chiefs this year, and they kind of blow it. By the way, this line opened up Ravens minus four, made its all its way all the way down to Ravens minus one. That doesn't mean there's suddenly value on the Ravens. This thing has just corrected itself. I don't have a position either way here, but if you can answer the question, does Lamar Jackson and the Raiders fit the bill of being a bully who only beats up on bad teams, or can they get up against a good Colts defense and? get the win this weekend and lastly here uh slight slight lean towards the jaguars why didn't i put them on my list it's because they're injuries right now 
Dakota Allen, AJ Can, Miles Jack, Sidney Jones, Brandon Lindier, Cam Robinson, Jaron Wilson, uh, Jared Wilson, and Godna Minshew all likely to be out this week. Meanwhile, the other side, the Texans, it doesn't seem like they're going away, like they're going anywhere. They're playing a rejuvenated football. They're playing much better offensively and defensively. And if anyone's going to be out this weekend for the test for the Texans, it's because of some COVID issues. I saw uh, Jacob Martin, linebacker, out for COVID. A couple other linebackers are in the process of contact tracing, making sure they're good to go. Besides that, they're pretty healthy. And I think the Texans have a chance to do what they did earlier this, this year when they beat the Jaguars 30 to 14. Now, I'm not going to go either way. I did lean Jags before I saw that news, but uh, Texans minus seven on the road. That's a big number for the Houston Texans. So, all right, that does it for our NFL preview. Whatever you guys have, good luck this weekend, and we'll talk to you tomorrow on The Sharp Angle.